The Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Hello and welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast. From the Premiership to the Lone League, we've got it covered. Cam's alongside me as always. How are you doing this week? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. What about yourself? Ah, very well, thank you, Calm. It's it's nice to be leaving work, isn't it? Now and it's just a little bit lighter, isn't it? This makes you feel a little bit. I left it at five o'clock and it was pitch black. Ah, I left it at twenty past four. It was no nice, nice, bright, nice, but makes a good little change, uh, I think. Well, uh, and well, to be fair, you're further south, so yeah, you know, it will get lighter earlier for you. True that, and soon enough, can't we back to midweek games and a. Ah, back to wearing shorts constantly. Yeah, you're short daft. Short daft. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Calm, tonight's running order uh, for our listeners. We'll start at Embraer City, we'll speak Hearts, Hibs, on to the Lone League, and then um, we'll finish with our podcast puzzler and our predictions, Calm. Um, only one place to start, really, Calm, after after last week's uh, weather stricken winter break, of course, as well yeah, for other uh-huh. teams, Calm. Only one game, uh, Embraer City. And they faced off against Queen's Park. Uh, Ray McKinnon of course in charge there and well they've done a double over in Marseille so far yeah it's I mean look 2-1 I win sorry <clears throat> Ainsley Park you, there's there's no other way to put it it's disappointing uh, Cove obviously went playing don't know if there was some sort of psychological thing that got into the, the City players heads that they were struggling I know that uh, Lairdy went off injured um, he was a doubt up until kickoff. So, um, obviously, the sort of gamble has backfired in, in playing them. But, you know, you, you look at the highlights and, you know, Queen's thoroughly deserved. Yeah, looking at it. Points. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at it, calm you. Um, you, you watch the highlights back. And for the first three, four, five clips, calm, it's, it's all Queen's Park. All Queen's Park. It almost like they're almost camped in the Ember City half. And then the first highlight. Is actually the, the Ember City goal for, from the Ember City point of view, um, and Liam Henderson again popping up and yeah, what the run he's on. Just, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. Just obviously tweeted on Saturday morning that he'd won uh, Player of the Month, yep. um, or Saturday afternoon even, um, won our Player of the Month for December, and you know it looks like he's wanting to put himself in with a shout of doing January. Doing and of course, that'll rate higher than the Labrooks League too. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie but I mean this <laughs> is voted for by absolutely random folk on Twitter so surely this ranks higher than someone at Ladbrokes so of course um, you'll cherish the award if we if we start doing trophies and that they, these will be cherished uh, but no it's, it's a fantastic start as well considering you know they've been started poorly they get themselves in front and you think to yourself here we go that's the sign of a good team you know when they're not playing well they can take the lead take the game to the opposition and yeah you think I mean, it's a very very good ball in the box from Craig yeah. Thompson and Henderson's just got to get up there and he leaps like a salmon and it's back in the net and but then it all falls apart yeah and the manager listened to McDonald's comments after the game Calm. it seems that they have to learn to play without Laird and the second half Laird doesn't come back out uh, for the second half Calm. and Ember City lose the half 2-0 uh, and two frustrating goals to concede I think as well yeah the second one the second the... one there's, there's definitely questions is he offside it, I mean the, the angle you're getting isn't and is in no way conclusive. But for me, but, no pressure on the ball. And I thought the Embers, just, yeah, I thought plays, the Embers City line was through what eight players. Yeah, and Embers City line was quite high, begging to be played in. And that the, the 
The goal scorer was a threat quite a lot during the game. Yes, well, he scored. I'm fairly certain he scored against uh, Spartans mm. earlier in the year, so he fairly enjoys his time at uh, Ainsley Park. But um, I thought both goals were poor from an Edinburgh City point of view. You, you can't defend like that and expect to win games. You know, going back to the to the Lairdy point, there's there's no question that he's the best player in that league. Um, you can you can look at your others. There's there's no one. I mean, maybe Fraser Five on a good day comes close to him, but he is absolutely streets ahead. as so many of the other boys, and I mean, yes, losing someone of his quality is going to hurt. But City should have enough in the tank to be able to get over and hold on to a lead and see a game out for forty five minutes. I look at after the game, Calum, and I thought, I wonder what the, what the team was, and I look at it, and I see no Blair Henderson, I see no Robbie McIntyre. Uh, I see that Laird had to come off, and there'll be other players in there as well that I, I can't think of off, off the top of my head. There, well, I mean, you look at last year, ever presence. You know, you, you look at Callum Antel, He's not in the team there. Yeah. Um, you know, that's no slight on Alan Martin, but I mean, it's another body that was mm. starting week in week out. That's I, not there. Yeah, and then I look at the, I look at the bench, and I see quite a, a youthful bench, mm-hmm. and. I'm just wondering, it was this time last season that this started to happen at Ember City where injuries started to come into fruition. It was this January, February time where we started to see... Just that little bit of a dip. A little bit of a dip. Now, of course, they've been on a really good run, so I'm not going to say it's all, you know, it's all doom and gloom, uh, five, Callum, but... Well, five from five in December? Yeah, not, so, so something along those lines, but... Let's not, let's not start getting the... Of course, but... They can't let a similar thing happen like the previous oh, year. They can't derail. Not, no. They need to need to bounce back. Um, obviously, uh, a break from league action this weekend, and you know it's a game that they're probably looking forward to. Give themselves a chance to test against a Premier uh, Premiership outfit. But Hamilton are no mugs. You know they've been hearts in the last uh, sort of few weeks. They're very very strong. Um, Boy Oakley up top is a danger, mm. but it's not just him, Michael Miller as well. Yeah, good player. Um, so it's going to be a very, very tough test, but I mean, Hamilton aren't going to relish playing League 2 opposition. The last time they did that, they got scudded 4-1 by Annan. So it is... <coughs> Sorry, just in the Scottish Cup. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, but I mean, it is, it is a tie that perhaps at full strength, do City go and have a go, or does McDonald go, look... I'm not risk. I'm not risking you. I'm not risking you. I'm not risking you. Um, we're just gonna. We're just gonna go out and enjoy the game. Mm. All right. Um, just go out and have fun. It's. I mean, obviously they play at a plastic pitch here at Easy Park, but Hamilton again, plastic pitch. So it's one of those where. I don't think it's personally. I can't see it being in McDonald's nature to. To have that to mindset. Sort of thro- uh, no, no, I'm not no, saying. I'm not so. saying that. that I look at last season. You know, they went, they went far in the. I know that. I know. I know. I know what you're saying. I just don't see it in, in his makeup. And actually, uh, but then last season it wasn't. Like, they didn't play a Premiership outfit. No. You Do- know, and I think obviously Inverness they, they they went for it on the Tuesday night up there and got B six one. I just think that I don't know. I don't know if is it a good. Good break then? Would they rather just the Scottish Cup? I think, well, no, I think, I think it's come at a bad time because I think they would have relished another league game to just get in and get three points and just bounce right back. But at the same time, I think that there is no point in risking a couple of bodies who might not be 100% fit. So I think that you've got to weigh up the two. Um, and I think that maybe just another week's rest for a few bodies will we'll stand them well in the long run. Might not be a bad thing. Um, news today, of course, in, in 
back to League Two calm that uh, Cove Rangers have, have strengthened in January, adding yeah. uh, Rory McAllister on a, a three and a half year deal. And he's thirty three in May calm. Is yeah. that? And I'm looking at some Twitters and some Twitter uh, feeds there, and I think a few Peterhead fans say he's not only been the same player over the last year, yeah, eighteen months, and they're not as devastated as you would have expected them to be about him leaving. Interesting. Uh, I think look, that is well, Mitch Megason and Roy McAllister as your two strikers. Is it is there a stronger two? Not not <laughs> in not, league not, in league one not, and down not, potentially. Not at that level, I don't think. I think that you've got to look at that and you know take your hat off to Cove and the, the investors. I mean, let's be honest, that's like you know money talks <laughs> yeah. always does, and that's a fantastic signing for them. Um, guaranteed that he will score goals. They've lost Declan Glass mm-hmm. uh, in in this window, so maybe McAllister's going to be the one that's just going to. You know, fill that void. That, Get him over like, the line. Like his, yeah. um, you, you've seen it for so many years. Absolutely prolific at this at that at this level. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a fantastic signing for Cove. A statement of intent, really, that they're gunning for yeah. for this league title. So, should Edinburgh City make a statement of intent of their own, or just hope, well, that, would, hope they can would... get injuries back and? It would be interesting if they did. I don't. I don't really know where it was sort of come from. I don't know, like by Austin from Kelly Hearts or something. <laughs> you know, um, no, I, I don't know. I think that there is. I would imagine that James McDonough he has his contacts, etc. So, I think it's dependent on how long some of these injuries are because you look at the bench at last Saturday, Calman. Mm-hmm. No disrespect. But I didn't see a lot of game change, game changers on that bench. Yeah, Something maybe two or three months ago, you went, "Oh, there's players here ah, that could come on was, here." It was like Alan Smiths and uh, yeah, there was like no Jordan uh, Sinclair involved at all. He's not been involved for a while. Injury. I don't see Alan Smith's name. No, he wasn't there. I mean, you had Blair Henderson, what, of course, Chris Kane and Callum Crane um, on the bench. But and the rest were sort of twenties, wasn't they? Yeah, youngsters. So, um, like. I think the I would, City, I think City it, still have a very strong squad, yeah. but whether they need to, I, I would prefer if they weren't just reactive and went, oh they've signed him, so we need to sign like a name and you know go for it, and I mm. I, I don't think that that would work mm. in City's favour, but you know I'm sure McDonald knows the squad, he'll know um, who's available, he's got great contacts throughout Scotland, so. Um, you know they've got already got a few boys on loan from Rangers. Whether that could be um, more fruitful, whether there could be another one coming in. So mm. who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Okay, right, Camp. Moving on to Hearts then, and I thought we'd be announcing potential signings, given that the the transfer mm-hmm. window's been open for a little bit. Days. Yeah, fifteen days. But Camp, nothing is yet. A couple of rumours. Floating about, there was a, a striker in Germany they were after. I think there's no uh, doubt he's wanting a striker, someone a proven mm-hmm. goal scorer. That seems to be the priority, Cam. But it seems to be the exit door, which is more popular. In the last week, off the top of my head, I'm looking at John Daly as a coach, Aidan mm-hmm. uh, Keener, and yep. uh, the goalkeeper Doyle there, Cam. Uh, all being told that they can. All being told um, that they can, they can move on. And some of it, I feel. I had a discussion today at work actually. Craig Levine is the one that's told Aidan Keener at the back door of, of Rickett and that he's could find another mm-hmm. club and things like that don't, they don't sit right with me if, to if be I'm fair, honest I think that's more than what Keener deserves <laughs> I mean let's be honest if this is a guy who thinks that he's going to stroll into a Hearts team and score goals and you look at who's picked him up conference in England Hartlepool United mm. I mean come on he's not walked into a championship team right? so for me look at the level son Look at look at the levels there, all right. 
I I I have to I have to jump on the Tom English bandwagon here. I have to just absolutely back up almost every point that he made where he sat there and went, look, how can the people who got hearts into this situation sit and moan about being removed from the situation? Things are not going to change yeah. unless these players are removed. Yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with You're Rudy. just you're saying the way it's happening. I don't understand what's wrong with just bringing them in having a quiet word and because and there's plenty of change rooms in Rickett and etc it's the whole back door thing and just that treated like I, I don't know I, I, just, I don't think it's very professional but I've got no doubt that Hearts needed a clear out I've, I, yeah, I agree for, for me I'm, I, I, I don't see much much of an issue with that I mean like every single one of these um, former Hearts players that's run into the papers about Big Bad Stendhal mm. and what he's doing and he's treated me <laughs> meanly and I can't believe what he's doing and I'm such a big Hearts man and I tried really hard well it wasn't good enough Yeah, it wasn't good enough yep. take, take your medicine and there's the exit door yes. alright because if you were good enough there wouldn't be an issue at Hearts right yeah. now John, the John Daly situation coming out and, 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 and seeing his piece calm every time a manager gets sacked I'd probably say about ninety nine percent of the time, the rest the, of the coaching yeah, staff move on as well. Yeah, 100%. And is he spitting the dummy out because Austin McPhee's managed to move upstairs and Craig Levine's managed to move no. upstairs? Is he maybe thinking, oh, does he have a place somewhere in the club? No, um, no. You're but, a, let's be honest. <laughs> you were a big headed as a player, right? So I mean, let's not a chance. Yeah. What, what, what are you contributing? Like, what are these guys contributing? Like, let's be honest. What are Hearts' worst runs? In their whole entire history, they won three games at home in the league in the whole of 2019. Mm. If Stendhal comes in and says to any single one of those players, pack your bags, I genuinely think that you can just go, well, I probably had that coming. <laughs> like, what, what planet are you on yeah. that you think that you can get away with being absolutely murder game after game, <laughs> month after month, and think, Ken, what, well, it's going to be all right, though, because, I mean, I'll still get playing that. Yeah. I mean, this that culture has to change. Get them out, get new bodies in that want to play for the club, that want to play for the fans, that want to get them out of this position, and then you watch what will happen at Hearts. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, believe, if that yeah, fails, I still, then I, I still, sack Stendhal, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I suppose the positive, the positive side of things I can look at is if it was the first week of the transfer window and Hearts had signed eight, ten players, you're thinking, I think they're, just, I think they're kind of getting anybody in. It's just uh, quantity or let, quality. Let's just get players in as quick as I can. The fact that it is now 15 days in, I think you're saying, Calum, and... Well, it it's seems, the fifteenth of January. Yeah, it it's, seems it's, like, <laughs> it's not difficult to work no, no, that out. Come it on, seems son. like it seems like they are uh, trying to get the right players in. They're not rushing yeah, in. They to have to. Anybody. They have to. Like, let's be honest. Lafferty was available. He wouldn't fit in with Stendhal's system. There's no point in bringing him in. All right. Yeah, he would have given the fans a little boost, but he's not going to be um, uh, conducive to the style of football that Stendhal wants to play. Mm. So he has to get players in that are willing to work. In his system, I mean, there's good news on the injury front. Naismith is in training, Suter's in training, Washington. So I mean, they could all play against Airdrie. That's going to be a very interesting game this this weekend. I think that Airdrie um, will be looking at this as 
you know, club in absolute turmoil. Why, why not? Why not have a go? Um, obviously, their manager would be absolutely delighted if they <laughs> got a result. But you know, there's a few boys there. I mean, I'm sure Colin Cameron is Ian Murray's assistant, okay, um, and I think uh, obviously they've got Dale Carrick up front, who yeah. will probably want to showcase. Like, you know, I probably still could have yeah. done a job here. Um, yeah, time will tell on on the sort of transfer front with Hearts. I think. Obviously, he's identified striker as as a priority. I'm still quite confident if Hearts, if they give youth a chance, because they gave yeah. you they gave no. they gave youth a chance on the main uh, when they got when they got relegated. And uh, that and was more out of necessity than choice. But but there's still I some players, still some players keep it fresh and calm. And when Cochrane came on the scene, they impressed. When McDonald came on the scene, they impressed. They just sort of stagnated. And I think I it was mean, a bad time. I think it actually came at a bad time for them. This whole. The past, what well, probably just said Craig Levine, 12, yeah. The twelve, the last twelve months came at a really probably bad time for young players to come through to Hearts because it was a. You've okay, been for the last twelve months. You've been saying play them. Yeah, but I, I can see it's not been the best time for them though. Because oh, of course, because Hearts need poisonous, results. Yeah, a poisonous hearts atmosphere. Need, hearts need results, and the thing <laughs> is, like every every single fan will sit and be like, "Oh, it's just a week." But I mean, that that patience wears eventually, and then you find yourself. Like absolutely raging at a seventeen-year-old who yeah. is actually just trying his best. Yeah. A clean um, slate for these young boys as well. Yeah, I mean, look, Connor Smith came in, started in the derby um, in the top six last year. He was very, very did, sorry, played very, very well. So I think that there's a good chance that he'll come back in. Harry Cochran offers the legs in midfield that he yeah, wants. I Anthony McDonald is a step up from Jake Mulraney. Because uh, Christ, I'm a step up from Jake Mulraney. Um, <laughs> And then who's who's the other one? Uh, You've got Petkov, I think. Petkov, that's yeah. it. No idea what he's like. Can't can't give an opinion, but hopefully, is someone that can come in and just a little bit of energy. In and also, and because team. they're and I've said it before, because they're they're through the Hearts Academy, I think the fans with the new manager, these maybe young players coming through, it gets Hearts fans on side. Yeah, it's it's one of those that if you know that there's a Hearts fan playing for the team and you know that they're giving their all, then. You know, I'm, I'm going to contradict myself here because I mean, Berra came, comes out and says that he's a Hearts fan, but you know he's just been brutal. You know, <laughs> so I mean, I think if if you're putting the effort in and making a difference positively, then the fans all respect yeah. that. Elgin uh, is Scottish. I think it's. I think it'll be easy. For I mean, it, it's it's an absolute you know gimme. It should be by a couple of goals, but yeah. how often have you seen? These sort of games mm. where, I mean, let's be honest, Hibs went down to Air United in a replay, got beat 1-0. There's... I think if Hearts scored early, I think they could notch up a 4-5, th- I think. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it would be exactly what they need. Um, you're saying 4-5, and five. I'm saying who's scoring 4 or 5. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's like, we, we, can't, we can't beat around the bush here. Hearts in scoring goals, it's not their 40. Mm. So... Realistically, well, I think the five goals against St Mirren, and that's pretty much five yeah. goals and like the last. So, we'll see. Home, home draw. It's, tie for them. it's a it's a great tie. They will progress. Um, I'll back that. And but I think it, um, I think it could be an interesting game. Yeah. Okay, Cal. Well, moving on to, uh, Hibernian, and again, quite quiet in the transfer front. There, Aye. Jack Ross. I can't even hear. I'm not even heard a rumor. I've not really. Oh, well, well McGeoch, of course, at the time. I suppose you could probably argue that was a rumor. But there's, there's Lee Griffiths rumors. 
constantly. Apparently, oh, he's, apparently he's removed Celtic FC from his Instagram bio. So that <laughs> means that he's coming back to Easter Road. I mean, the, the people that sit here and like just... They're the ones that wrote the letters to Lithuania. They, these Hibs fans need to just see some sunlight for a change. You know, get out, get out their mother's basements and enjoy themselves. And... <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think a striker would probably be good for Hibs because I think at the moment really it's Cambeli and Doidge. Shaw, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if Shaw went on loan. To be honest, I just think he needs a good Edinburgh City, a good long run of games. Uh, I think against full time opposition against men. I think a Premier League move would be good mm-hmm. or an upper end of the Championship move would be would be good for him actually. I think Hibs would actually reap the benefits of that. Uh, I think a striker would probably be quite good for Hibs, but really priority is a defensive midfielder, and it still will be. Well, yeah, I think someone that can come in and uh, sit in front of the back four that has I don't want to go over old ground here, Cam, well, we said it before. Yeah. I think I think uh Hibs are looking to offload Maxwell. Um I think the need for a midfielder has been stepped up purely because of the news that Stevie Mallon's gonna be out for a couple of months. Yeah. Uh I think, yeah, I've had a lot to say about him uh, in the past, but no, I think missing a player you know he we will uh, sorry Hibs will need someone to come in and well just, there's obviously questions about yeah I, I think he's quite he's quite a, let's be honest he's quite a similar player to Scott Allen mm-hmm. on the main um I think there's always been maybe questions of Scott Allen's ability playing ninety minutes week mm-hmm. in week out so um a creative player to play in that ten position out with I, Scott I, Allen well, I, no I don't know I think I mean I think Jack Ross. Uh, really likes the look of Fraser Murray yeah. so just bringing youth through it's about time that guys like Fraser Murray and Ollie Shaw started con- uh, contributing because if they're not at this age then you know what is Shaw realistically now? He, it's he's, the exit he's, door 21, 22 yeah, yeah. You know, he's I think that, Fraser Murray's a little bit younger yeah, I think um, but I mean I think Fraser Murray and Porches are ages but yeah. look at the impact Porches has had on, on the first team and you're looking at so I mean, if you're not really making that grade now, you know the exit door is fast approaching. And that's a shame because actually a lot of players don't really settle in until they maybe are twenty four, but twenty four ish. But unfortunately, not, the football moves this, too quick. Yeah, at this level you can't really. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Um, so really, I think priority wise, maybe a striker, defensive midfielder, and then poten- potentially a reactive mm. signing to to Stephen Mal. Maybe a loan. Maybe even. a wee loan or something. I mean, I saw. Something Hibs fans clamouring for Stefan Omionga back, and I'm just like, why is it always somebody, someone that has played for Hibs? These people do not have an imagination to go out and say, why not get him? Why not get him? You know, it has to be someone that has a, any sort of connection with the club. Mm. Well, uh, somebody that's coming back, uh, I think in January, time calm to visit the club is Frank Sauzy. Get him back. <laughs> He could I mean, still that's, that's, just stick the coppers on, like, just get him out with that. I, t- I, tell you, I tell you who would be class, John Collins. Well, uh, well, you watched him in that testimony. I swear to God, John Collins, because, and the thing is, and I'll always step, stand up for John Collins because he got an absolutely shocker of a deal from basically Mikey Stewart and all like, rambling up the, the, the crowd to, yeah. um, to get him ousted. <laughs> but for me, Collins, all he wanted to do he walked into the dressing room and he didn't like lift up his shirt and go oh look at this look at this that wasn't what he was doing he was like he took shirt and was like look I'm this years of age I think he was like 38, 39 I'm 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 retired hmm. and this is the physique that I have you're professional athletes hmm. 
that shouldn't be the case. So what he's saying is a hundred percent correct. And like you look at why Scotland have struggled at major tournaments or like to qualify for major tournaments, they don't move with the times. Mm. You know, it's we're still we're still yeah, stuck yeah. in the nineties where five pints after the game on a Saturday is exactly <laughs> what you should be after. But if you're sitting there trying to make the top level, and I mean Collins went out to France and, he, and that's where he learned that. I mean Paul Le Guin came in and got chased out of. Um, Scotland because he had the audacity to tell Barry Ferguson to put the kebabs down <laughs> you know and I think that like, until there is a, a culture shock in Scotland uh, sorry culture change in Scotland then that we are, all, we are going to be left behind because there's only so much that grit and determination can take you Where's that gone from signing to <laughs> Just raging. Someone uh, brought up John Did that bring up John Collins? Aye You uh, brought up Sozzy and then that reminded me of Collins uh, Good news I think uh, and hopefully we'll see the benefits of that calm. It seems that Marciano is ha- coming out and said he's happy at Hibs calm. He wants ah, to, he well, wants he's, to he's playing. He's playing. Yeah. Of course he's happy now. Yeah. He's an absolute bairn. You know, <laughs> he's like, oh, throw my toys at the pram and that. Oh, I'm not playing. All of a sudden he's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, like he's an absolute child. Uh, but don't get me wrong, it's, it's brilliant news. Yeah. Um, if he signs a new deal, and I don't, I don't think he likes Chris Maxwell. Because he's, sit- be he's yeah. sitting there saying, oh, Adam and I are very good friends outside of football. So, I mean, that's why Bogdan's back. <laughs> Him and Bogdan are buddies and he hates Maxwell. All of a sudden, Maxwell's getting shown the exit door and Bogdan's on a long-term deal. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Too good. I mean, to be honest, I, I, well, I didn't find much wrong with Maxwell... Bogdan, oh, Marciano too, too small He couldn't catch the ball Get, get him out right. When he cut his hair That was it Boom Sounds like my Was it my goalkeeping <laughs> Too small Can't catch the ball Absolutely um, brutal and all Right <laughs> Dundee United In the Scottish Cup Friday night Calm Hibs No When is it? Sunday afternoon Is it Sunday afternoon? Friday night Where am I getting Where am I getting Friday, 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 Sun, uh, so Friday night Is that not uh, Dundee Motherwell Or Rangers from Rar It's one of those two I'm sorry, Sam Stanton in the middle of that park. If that's what Dundee United have to offer, then this should be an absolute walkover. I think... Dundee United are absolutely breaking, like um, pissing it in the championship, right? Yeah. But I think there's a jump, and you look at Hibbs man for man, so much better. I mean, fair enough, Shankland up front, but Darren McGregor goes through him in the first minute. Done. <laughs> hey, old school, old school. Do you fancy it now, son? Hey, do you fancy it now? I think you're right. I think the championship. Do you, do you fancy ninety minutes of that? <laughs> no. Hey, Carl, you're not playing. Um, <laughs> the cha- I, think, I don't think the championship is as strong. No, I think- let's be honest. Like, a couple of years ago, when you know you had big teams in there, it was stronger. Now you your wee diddy clubs in that, and it's just it's nonsense. <laughs> and I think don't get me wrong. I think I don't even know who I'm slagging off there. I think the United are. I think the United have, have got you know. I think Robin Nielsen's a good manager, and I think they do. They have formed a decent squad, and I think they'd be all be. They would be competitive in the oh, in mean, the Premiership. I don't think they would go down when no. they come up next year, but I I can't see them uh, worrying the top six. Oh, we'll see. Do so you think you fancy Hibs comfortable? I th- I've, not comfortable? I'm not, I'm not saying comfortable, but Hibs should be going there and winning that game. That's mm. that's that's what I'll say. I don't think that there's. I can look at this game and say you know Dundee United are favourites at all because. And I'll come back to it. Sam Stanton in the middle of the park. This is a guy who was an ever-present 
when Hibs got relegated. A guy who was an ever-present in one of the worst Hibs team that has ever graced the planet. So for me, if Sam Stanton is starting and you've got your proper Hibs fans like Paul Hanlon, Dan McG- he should be put on his backside when the first two minutes go through him and all. Watch this. Sam Stanton leaves. Sam Stanton, Sam Stanton 1-0. <laughs> that's uh, guaranteed. That's it, that's Absolutely it. guaranteed. Guaranteed. No, but I think, I think um, for me, yeah, Sam Stanton's done well, but the United's uh, not not brilliant for me. I know uh, they, they were at Tencastle earlier in the season, got a one all draw. I think they took Hearts a wee bit by surprise, but for me, nah, this, this has Hibs win all over it. Mm. Guaranteed done the United to win now. <laughs> okay. I'll take my I'll take I'll take my way this in. Yeah. <laughs> right, Cam, moving on to uh, the Lone League then and it was a a weather wiped out weekend. Uh, aye, last aye. weekend, which just put a bit damp there. I think uh, only one oh. game in the. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, pardon the pun. There's only one game this weekend, really. I've noticed as well, Cam, and it comes from uh, Spartans away to Stirling University, and Stirling mm. University are, are not a game that you want to be playing right now. Yes, because typical Stirling University. If you're a put, if you're, what should I say there? If you're a team that are in the bottom end of of the of the lone league you've got a right good chance of winning the game mm-hmm. but if you're a team that are in the, the top end uh, they the, make it they like to make it very difficult I mean, for you let's be honest you look at their games look at as, last three as games we come. mentioned oh, you look at their games v Kelty um, yep. they push Kelty uh, all the way um, I think uh, they ended up getting beat 4-1 but I think at, at half time there was a lot of rumblings was a, Kelty were bundled down a lot of nervousness in the stands and then um, in the reverse fixture Kelty came through 2-1 with two late goals from Austin so um, they've well, pushed, three games, pushed Kelty all the way sum right, them up. Go on then. so they, they, they pushed Kelty all the way as mm-hmm. you were saying there Cam it drew on all with Ember Uni which is uh, and then they beat East Stirling last week yep. so that that is Stirling Uni uh, and with, with an absolute glorious uh, moment on Twitter oh. I mean this is like East uh, like Stirling must be sitting there going sat the Twitter boy and this is what that, I'm talking that, about this Cam. is why I don't like when I when we cover the Lone League games I do not tweet things that I want to tweet just in case something like this happens yeah, but and I have been day, I have been so close to doing it and then I'm like nah I'm not going to do that I'm not going to do but that but these tweets are coming these tweets aren't just Shire supporters eh, Twitter mm. page or whatever these are the official the official, official club, club things and it's like still you're running down the clock here only one, one team, team wanting to win, to win it, it and, it's and, like, then, and then oh, I'm sorry but they got they got their just desserts for that like absolutely 100% and like fair play still uni for I don't know who conveyed the fact that East Island had just tweeted that but well done well done <laughs> just uh, go down winning that game because I mean I think it's like a little bit a little bit of um, professionalism uh, is all that it's called for and I mean let's be honest I've I've had to delete tweets that we've sent out but, um, <laughs> but that's because I shouldn't have allowed on my phone when I'm drunk but um, other than that I don't think we've had too many baddies come back I think it's, a, it's an interesting one of fixtures now for Spartans of course they they obviously lost to, to Civil there at the yeah. New Year and then they've um, pre-week Obviously, the game was called off against uh, uh, Bonnerig now, so they've, they've got an interesting run, Callum. And I think for for me, they need to start thinking maximum points because they go they go still in uni, uh, go still in uni. Where am I? I yeah, they go, they go still in uni two weeks in a row. Actually, uh, interestingly, How? in the league, I've no idea. This is what's down as here. Oh, 
Start, start, uh, they got beaten the cup That's it Sorry Yeah And then they go Edinburgh Uni I was going to say They've already played them Yeah but. unless it might be a change Then they go Edinburgh Uni Then Cumbernauld You know It's three points there I mean fair enough That's Cumbernauld away But that like, Yeah they've got to put A nice wee run together Because Because then they hit Kelty though, and, and then, then they've got Gretna Who are on They seem to be turning A little corner Under new manager Mr Bean of course Ah <laughs> <laughs> um, Never going to live Rowan Atkinson down Yeah but they, they need to start Taking maximum points it, Yeah I think I think Spartans have had A bit of an up and down season It doesn't help Sort of um, Injuries And chopping and changing The team But yeah um, This this game is massive You know um, Sterling Uni Basically pulled their pants down uh, The other week there uh, Well sorry not the other week, a few oh, months went ago. Went out of 10 men, didn't they? Uh, mm-hmm. Went out of 10 men, scored an absolute screaming in the last minute. Um, mm-hmm. Had about two shots on target in mm-hmm. 1-3-2. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, sort of, sort gave, of gave them um, a wee bit of a, a slap face with with that result. But Spartans have struggled uh, at, at fourth bank. They, I think last year they got beat 4-2. Mm. Um, it's, the red card in that yeah, game, I think, I remember. Yeah. But still, still, it's not it's not happy hunting ground no. going down. Um, and I think that Stirling Uni, like you say, they've always made it difficult. I remember um, when you were with Edinburgh City in the Lone League, Stirling Uni were always one of the teams that I don't think I've ever won the it. hardest. I don't think I've ever won at Fourth Bank, and that's including Stirling Albion, and that's including Stirling Uni as well. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of many wins I've had through there. So, um, I mean, we'll go, we can go through the record books. Oh, but, yeah, um, can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, I was thinking doing right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think it's a really important because actually civil art in action this weekend. There's Scottish Cup yeah. games, so there'll be teams around Spartans that aren't in action either. Let's be honest, East Stirling are catchable. And I now, think I mean, you, three points. Enough, is... I think I think your Kelties and your Bonerig, um BSC are sitting fourth. I think they'll they'll probably secure third. Yeah. Um, but you know, force up for grabs. Force up for grabs because yeah. if. I think Civil and Spartans with the games in hand that they have over East Island, if if they get positive results, they will go above them. Yeah. So for me, yeah, Sp- Spartans have to be looking at this and getting three points. This Agreed. is this is a this is a must win. They eh? need to bounce back from Derby Day disaster, and you know really, I mean, well, they'll be missing, uh, Delict. Not delict. I delict. I. I don't call uh, that. Yeah. Aye, they'll, be, they'll be missing delict at the back, but I think hopefully you know boys like Cado are back and he can step in. Yeah, well, Hoskins can move to centre half and Maxi goes to left back and Maxi's fit. There's, there's options there, doesn't yeah. um, Right, that's all in the lone league. Really, I think it's maybe worth noting. Like, you know, several have obviously organised a, a friendly against East Fife. We don't really know. That'll be. An, I mean, to be fair, a it'll, game's be a, a game. it'll, be, it'll be a good test. Uh, for them again, similar one of these teams where so many boys that are injured, and it's just um, a wee run out to hopefully have Sean Turnbull back fit, uh, Kyle Fee, who both came on as subs in um, the North Edinburgh derby there. So, hopefully, they're edging closer to 90 minutes. Chris McKee has come through. 30 minutes about a week and a half ago so hopefully another couple of minutes for him and it's just yep. getting getting boys back um, because I mean they're still missing you know Downey in the middle of the park and there's still boys that are coming back from injury etc mm. so for me I think it's good for them to have a game it'll be a right good test East Fife on no mugs they're doing well in League 1 this year yep. a few good players so yeah I think um, good, good game and 
ah, should should be should be well worth a well worth a trip. I think the other news, suppose, coming at several calendars. I think last Thursday night it was announced, so maybe Friday that Archie Archie. Uh, ah, he's, he's finally put pen to paper. Yeah. Um, good sign. Good signing. Um, to be fair, I'd completely written him off. <laughs> After what twenty twenty five minutes against BSC, I thought to myself, nice. So I'm delighted to be proved wrong. Um, I'll take my medicine over that. Yeah, I've only seen him once, Calum, and that, of course that was in that uh, that game against Spanish Calum, and I was impressed. A yeah, player with uh, a lot of uh, a lot of energy in there takes his goal really well, but got himself a bit of the part wheel, but also uh, a little bit of quality with it. You know, obviously quality uh, with the ball at his feet as well. The, the thing is, for me, when I saw him against BSC when he came on, I thought he was like 25, 26 and I thought, nah, mate. Nah, but I mean, then you find out he's eighteen, and you're like, well, all right, I can sort of see a few of the things why, why that's happened. So, yeah, looking at it now, I think it's a good signing. He's definitely done very well for Seville so far, and I yep. think that um, just having another wee settled midfielder in there definitely, definitely help. Yep, agreed. Right, Karen, the last little point, Ember Uni, we're not really sure. No game for them this weekend either. Yeah, sorry, probably, probably a Bucks thing or something. It'll probably be a midweek game, of course. Well. I don't know, are the uni still off? I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, regardless, I think it might be the fresher week, so the boys will be loving a wee free Saturday. Oh, well, uh, can he <laughs> um, turn down a wee phone party or that? Eh? Exactly. Um, other news here I thought would be interesting to raise at this moment in time, Callum, about the, Lo- the Lowland League and Highland League potential restructuring in terms of the boundary. I think it was the Montrose ex chairman was, was speaking yeah, about this. Montrose chairman. Yeah, yeah, so it's going to get reviewed at the end of January, Callum, and since the pyramid system was formed and it was always going to be the Hannah League and Lone League teams playing off against each other to then face a team that's bottom um, I've always said that the Lone League the Lone League is at a disadvantage when it comes to the teams that are getting relegated yeah. because the majority of Scottish football teams in, in, the, in the league's camp are below the Tayside line mm. that's what it comes out of our Tay at this moment in time now if I understand this point that Montrose is going to be closer to Glasgow than Montrose to Wick is, of course. Um, but there needs to be a boundary somewhere, Callum. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, if you draw the line then at Aberdeen, you're only going to have Aberdeen, Cove, Peterhead, Ross County, Elgin and Cali. Six teams. That would go back at the... So, I mean, the Highland, 42. The Highland League would be decimated within, what, five, six years? If if clubs were well, going if, up, if, if clubs and, and there's the thing, like, if the clubs no, in the then, Highland League keep going for up, for me, for me, we're talking about talking about that line, talking about yes, um, Montrose is closer to Glasgow than it is to Wick, but then you've got Gretna, you've got Berwick Rangers, right? So you've got Gala all the way down. In the, so for me, you can't be having to go up to at this moment in time. If it is, if it stays the way it is, and one of the Highland or the Lonely teams wins it, then you've got Brechin. Right, who are going to have to travel three t- uh, three times, Gala, Gretna, Berwick. They're going to actually have to leave the country instead of going mm. up to Wick. Mm. Nonsense, an absolute <laughs> nonsense. These tutors can just be silenced. The cut-off is fine where it is. Kim, what, bring it further down. Well, I, I still think it's... I still it's, think They're still at an, at an advantage. Yeah, because you chuck in six teams there, Cam. You then throw in, yeah, okay, the two Dundee teams. The chance that, you know... Never gonna I mean, I'm probably never going to get really Yeah, but there's but. eight. So there's there's eight now. And then you, you, you throw in uh, Forfar, Montrose, uh, I'm trying to remember them all now, Arbroath and Brecon. That's your so You're up to 12. Yeah. And then maybe St Johnston in there, potentially. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, see, uh, uh, you're sort of... Uh, so what, 13, so what, what, 13 teams 
of 42 is still a massive Come on, throw some rar in that in there <laughs> <laughs> um, No, obviously look, oh, Do you do an east and west instead? But no, you uh, No, you can't because everyone's yeah. on the east You'd have A lot of teams in the east that, as well like, Let's be honest, where, where does that line come down? Because, I, I mean, know. you'd be in Fife So you'd, like, cut that um, mm. So, I mean, your, your west teams, what, you've got Oh, we could go all day, Cam. We could go all day. I mean, you've got about five teams in the West. Yeah. So, Fort actually, William are all of a sudden going up. Cut it at the fourth. The fourth and above. Because then you throw an Perhaps. extra five teams, then you're starting to get close to a 50 50 split. I can't wait to go off and play in the Highland League. <laughs> but you know my point, Cam. The point yeah, it's, it's abs- and it's an absolute nonsense. Um, I think that the because of the spread of clubs. It's always going to be more central belt focused um, because of the amount of clubs that play in around in the population. Uh, in That's the, where the population is. Exactly. So uh, you you can't for one trip a season over three. Yeah. You know. So for me, I'm sorry, Montrose can make that instead of having to go. Well, some people, you know, there's a lot of people have been arguing Callum for a long time that there needs to be. A, a restructure of, of all of it Callum and a lot of people have said regional leagues all the way up to almost like the championship you know almost Callum a bit more like England where you've got a conference north a conference south, south yeah. and then you've got a, then you've got a national league that takes in all the non-league yeah. upper non-league teams and then you go league two um, but even it's, regionalising it Callum you can't just have yeah, a five team Angus League, yeah, you know, Sc- Scotland, unfortunately, is that sort of so spread out. So. And the club's focused in just a couple of areas that you. I think it's fine it is at the moment, Callum. I, yeah, I, I, I don't have any issues with it, but I mean, but there's if, still a disadvantage for the lonely teams, in my opinion. Yeah, hundred. I'm sorry, but I mean, lonely teams going up to Brechin. Get that after. I mean, imagine that Brechin um, the last weekend in December, and then you're Berwick the first week in January. Get that tiff. <laughs> it's just, it's just an, it's an embarrassment. I mean, who, I mean, and who is this guy? A former Montrose chairman. He's not even involved anymore. Your opinion means nothing, mate. Absolute nonsense that he's sitting there getting all that. No one cares what you think, son. After a five-minute rant from us. <laughs> uh, but I mean, we can at least be like three-time Lowland League winners in this room. Hey, three times medals on this podcast. What have you won? <laughs> Uh, no, keep as it is for me. Absolutely, I think I think it has to be, and like you say, I think the Highland League already has an advantage. Uh, you can you can see that in the way like Broda dominated Cove, etc. So I mean, they've only got a couple of clubs, whereas look, no Cove go up, better come uh, down. Exactly. Let's be honest. You're looking at it, and say Kelty where Highland League are they getting Eastern? Um, Austin who else have they sang to is um, the other big Riley one? Riley that's it like, um, are they getting those boys Snobby. to be going up and down no. like absolutely not so of course there's um, it's it's a weaker league and everything and nah, not for me stay keep it as it is be interesting to hear the lonely catch up thoughts yeah I, I, I I, I cannot see an argument here, Calm, of, of, because all that's going to happen if if that if you raise it up to I don't know, yeah, beyond Dundee, Calm, or or beyond Angus, then yeah. I, we just said it. There's only six. six I mean, how many teams, teams are coming? I mean, the Lonely is going to be fifty clubs, and the Highland League is going to be four. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, it's just it's I a know. nonsense. It's an absolute nonsense. Fort William still wouldn't win in any games. <laughs> uh, well, there we are. Right, Calm. The 
podcast puzzler this week. It's related to the Scottish Cup. The Scottish Cup is back. Well, uh, but I mean, we have to do last week's Scottish uh, podcast. Of course, it? yes. But the, ah. yeah, sorry. So the pop- podcast puzzler last week yeah. was your favourite uh, January transfer window signing, Calm. You think you went with Andy Stokes, Calm? Andy Stokes had to go. You've had a week now. Have you thought of one? <laughs> I think I've got to back you up on that. He was out- outstanding in the in the Scottish Cup final. I in think the Tony he- Stokes final. Yes, yeah, of and I think he, he more or less, more or less, apart from David Gray, of course. But if it wasn't for Andy Stokes, maybe step over and shot. We never have got that corner exactly. and all these things, Calm. So, um, and it was actually a top, top save, actually. So, he could have actually got a hat trick in the. Oh, you should have had a hat trick. He had about eight opportunities in the final. So, um, yeah. No, I can't 100%. Hearts options came in. Um, well, no, I mean, a few a few people got in touch. Um, Zayfook was one. Uh, Byers. Um, it wasn't for him to get any answers. I know, eh? What a guy. No, but I think. I think Came in at the time when Hearts won the championship, scored a ridiculous amount of goals, um, and just and then so, left again. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> came in just car- uh, was an important part in Hearts' canter to the championship title. Um, another one was from Proudy was Craig Beattie, mm. um, who came in in uh, January twenty twelve. I was surprised at that one. I don't think he did much. Well, he. He got him to the sort of Scottish That was a fail. joke, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he actually didn't play that well, many games, I mean, though, I think, he, actually. Be- he barely played. Um, but obviously, that that goal, that celebration, um, you know, it's 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 Hearts folklore. Um, Craig Beattie. Uh, so, a guy you played with. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Ember City, of course. That's um, it, but that's, that, that was... I mean, don't, don't be shy. Get in touch. <laughs> Get in touch. I know, you might, don't bite. We don't bite. You might get your name read out on a semi-famous podcast. <laughs> um, right, this week's podcast puzzler, Cam. The Scottish Cup is back, as I've said. I want us. To, I want you to tell us, listeners, and Cam will do in a second. Your favourite Scottish Cup memory game uh, that doesn't does not involve a trip to Hamden, Cam. Because of course it'd be obvious for Hearts and Hibs fans to yeah, say. Yeah, of course. I think. I think. Let's be honest. Wins. Yeah, you're looking. Um, I've got a, I've got a few I've got a few mm-hmm. alright Meadowbank Thistle played Celtic now I know you said don't mention Hamden but played Celtic at Hamden go beat 3-0 um, I think Cadet scored Van Hoydonk a right good Celtic team but mm. uh, Meadowbank Thistle back in the good old days um, another one Scottish Cup quarterfinal 2013 mm. Kilmarnock 2 Hibs for any Hibs fan that just, we had that day, Cal, would probably agree. You know, with that. sold out, sold out the away end. What had real fears that that stand was going to collapse? Mm. Um, just some atmosphere. Almost got in a fight with a boy behind me. Um, just you know, typical away day, really. <laughs> um, a, fin- a fantastic day, league of his hatch. It was just a, a right good game. Um, finally, and to be fair, you reminded me of this, but. Um, I'm not going to go with the one that you went with. I mean, that that Edinburgh City Scottish Cup. Oh, to be fair, Edinburgh City Scottish Cup. Moment, I've just thought of absolute George Vanelli against <laughs> Clatnock Unwin. Absolute. I mean, the game is filtering into absolute um, nothingness, and then he picks it up from thirty odd yards and just rifles one into the top corner. An absolute belter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's going back a good few years, but mm-hmm. you know the. Um, the celebrations at shots, mm. 
mm-hmm. when I, oh, genu- yeah, so I genuinely the- thought that you were going to get stabbed. Because <laughs> uh, you were clearly necking brave juice and like did your big knee slide in front of what can only be described as boys on day release. Um, then well, shots, of course. The shots. The then, over, over that's, the uh, that's, that's, that was the joke that I was making. Um, again, <laughs> how many times? <laughs> the, in the return, in the replay, shouting at the boy McNally because he was gearing at big like somehow City didn't even um, deserve the equaliser. Or Anything like that. Final score that day? Final score 4-1. 4-1 City. 4-1 yeah. City. I absolutely papped them. And then in the next round, Montrose, surprisingly, there we go, just as we're talking about them. I hope it was the chairman uh, that day. I hope it was the chairman then. Um, <laughs> because that, that was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Robbie Ross and Big Fusco, just 3-1. And I always remember after the second goal came, then you saw me in the crowd, came running over, gave me a big hug. And I was like, that that was brilliant. Where, which, which game was it that... Was it, that that it was the Montrose game that my dad was standing there um, <laughs> with the linesman being charades the linesman the linesman had put his flag up and my dad's got both hands out in front of him and just moves them from side to side <laughs> to showcase that he was offside or not just three yards uh, on you know and it was just like it was like there's the ball there's the ball you know it was just absolutely ridiculous. and then was it not his shots where he had the audacity just to stand and then just put one leg up on the wall no sat, on, like, the parks, on the park on the park Oh, honestly, he was loving. He was loving it. Yeah, uh, but good memories. Yeah, a hundred percent. The Scottish Cup, especially at the lower level, mm. throws up some fantastic reactions, celebrations, and it's it's just. I know a lot of people say like the romance of the cup, magic, magic of the cup is dead. But see, when you go along to like one of these games, like even just uh, last year with. Civil Service getting that draw up at Forest. Thank you, because I could not remember. <laughs> um, you know, Churchy's absolutely wonderful. Mm. Um, you know, those those sort of men. I I love the Scottish Cup. Yep. Um, delighted to see it back. I think that hopefully there should be a good few um, answers here. There's enough players that have played in these yep. the followers that should get in touch. I mean, I know I've spoken for about twenty minutes there, but. I think I've got so, so many. Yeah, I think so I back you up, Cam. I think uh, for me, it, it needs to be the in terms of going to a game, Cam. I can't think of many better than the the one at uh, Rugby Park that day, as you said. Oh, the atmosphere, it's just unbelievable. incredible unbelievable. atmosphere. And then I think playing wise, I think it probably has to be when we beat we beat Montrose away because um, at that time we were just a, at that time to be honest, we were just a, we were a, a mid table East of Scotland yeah. team back yeah. in 2012, 2011, 2012 season. That you know, yeah. 2012, 13, no, I can't remember now. It was like a few years ago. <laughs> 12-13 season it was, uh, Cam. And um because uh, I went to every round. Look where the club are now. I know. Um Incredible. absolutely absolutely fantastic. I mean that that date when Trolls was just pff, unbelievable. Mm. Um but yeah, no, the Scottish Cup I mean even even last I mean Spartans have had some fantastic moments. Yeah. You know, you're looking at yeah, no, that was the Challenge Cup in the city, but I mean you've got uh, Kyle Rankin's penalty save last year. Yeah, Forrest. Uh, Forrest, massive. So there we are. Right, Calm. It has uh, opened our predictions in. Uh, and now, before we get started, I mean, it's all my fault that there's no been a table because I'm no supplying the scores. So, But I do have the league table for like the past three weeks, but not this week. Right. So it's not like incorporated the one result of the weekend, but we have to give a shout out to the only person who predicted not only 
the the way the result was going to go, but predicted the correct score. So my mother. <laughs> Fair play. It was a late, but she left it late as well. She did leave it late. She, I mean, she um, just just unbelievable. But she had Queens two City one, and that mm. is. Hey, I think the only person. I think so many people had two one, but in City's favour. Yeah, agreed. So, I fair fair play to you. Yeah, fair play to you indeed, yeah. Cam. Right, on to our predictions then. Done United v Hibs. Three one Hibs. Three one Hibs. Three one Hibs. I think replay. I think one one. Take a replay. Yeah. I mean, worst comes to worst, I would take a replay, but for me, nah, nah. Uh, Hearts v Airdrie. Hearts Airdrie, home win. Stendhal's Stendhal's going to kick off twenty twenty with a bang. And for me, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go same scoreline, three one Hearts. I do think Airdrie will uh, nick one, but I think I think Hearts will have enough about them to to see this off. I'm still there on a four one four nil. Four nil. Four nil. Yeah, I think so. Dale uh, Carrick-Catrick then. Who? Dale Carrick-Catrick then. <laughs> four nil Hearts. Oh. <laughs> Colin Samuel inspired Hamilton v Embraer City I think that City will not be at full strength Will Hamilton go full strength? I don't, I don't know Well to be fair and They're talking as well you know. I mean a cup run is always a good thing To take your mind off um, Relegation And in Hamilton's Point of view they'll be thinking If we can get a couple of goals here Get back playing then we're gonna, you know, we can take that form into the league, get that little bit of confidence, etc. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for me, I think I think Hamilton will come through this two 0 two 0 Hamilton. Yeah, I'm gonna go for three one Hamilton. I just think full time, full time, and I think they'll need. It, it, it makes a difference, and I think I think I think that um, Brian Rice will have them set up. He, I, I don't think Brian Rice will sit in disrespected in the city. Agreed. I think he'll he'll know how good they are. He'll know um, how strong City are. So he'll. He'll take this very seriously. You know? I think yeah. so too. Uh, and the last game, Cam, still in Univis Spartans. Well, we're not doing. No, do, nah, nah, friendlies are ridiculous now. <laughs> um, still in Univis Spartans, right? I mean, I'm thinking your Spartans need a result. They yeah. need a result here so far. Can what? 2 1. 2 1 to the Ainsley Park Club. A very tight affair. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Settled by a screamer. I think it's going to be a tight affair as well, actually, Cam. And I'm going to actually go for three-two to Spartans. Oh, yeah. Oh. I think I think there's going to be one goal decided in this game. I, I agree with you, Cam. Could be one-nil. Could be a two-one. Could be a four-three. I hope it's two-one. But I set all on three-two, Cam. So there we are. What is that part? Then again, anything else to add, Cam? Of course, the week. Don't um, think so. No, it wasn't that game. So yeah. What did you do? <laughs> was sad, wasn't it? What did I do? Weather was terrible. Oh, I, I think I think I just uh, what did I do on Saturday? Come on, I think I just sat on my scratcher. Yeah. Like I think I mean I deserved. Sad with football. Sad. I deserved a weekend off. Christ, oh, I like... mean, come on, eh? I've I've done my I've done my bit. <laughs> I've, I've 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 been to enough games already this year. Got a game this weekend? Um, poor... I could go again this week. I don't know. Like I'm not going to hammer on. They'll charge me about 40 quid. <laughs> um, I'm not going to turn a dice, I'm not going to tank it. So, um, so at least Fourth Bank? So at least Fourth Bank. No being a Fourth Bank in years. Could go Fourth Bank. <laughs> well, you'll find out next week, listeners, if Cal went to Fourth Bank. <laughs> so, I've been Andrew. I've been Cal. And that was the Edinburgh Football Podcast.